paging Mr. Morrow, Mr. Tom Morrow. This is Mike Brissell, voice of Living with the Land and the TTA, and you're listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk Podcast. Vahini Mekioni Mana, ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the glee club. Hey, howdy, hey. And thank you for joining us here on Enchanted Tiki Talk. We are your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Alan. I'm Keith. So grab yourself a dull whip, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 24 for the week of April 6, 2014. On this week's show, we are happy to have Estelle from This Happy Place blog to discuss the Muppets in the Parks. Estelle, welcome to the Tiki Hut. Thanks so much for having me. Hello. Hello. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate that. Um, And we know you're a big, 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 big Muppet fan. Um, so before we get into the the gist of the, the whole Muppet show is, did you enjoy the new uh, Muppet movie? I did. I really, really enjoyed the movie. I actually went to go see it twice. I thought oh, it wow. was great. It was really funny. It felt like a little old school, but with, you know, a new twist. It was really good. Now, did you find the... Um now the first movie, the first movie was great. It was very sentimental, and there were some people that said that it was kind of lacking in the in the second movie. Did you feel that? Lacking in the sentimental, totally. It was, um, but I thought that was okay. I think if we had kind of two nostalgic movies in a row, it would get a little boring. Um, so I like that this one was really funny, but it still has like the same Muppet heart, you know? Right. So it was it was good. Good. Yeah, I haven't I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Um, chances are I'll see it when it comes out you know, on home video. Um, cause I don't usually get to go to the movies very often. So, you know, I'm definitely going to wait to see it. I enjoyed the first one. I've seen that a few times. I mean, that was great all around film, great music, um, great acting, great story. So, and it was a lot of fun. It was a fun ride. Yeah. I think you'll really like the next one too. The mu- the music is so catchy. I am like singing it every single day. It's so good. Good. So before we go any further, just, uh, and just tell us a little about yourself. Uh, so audience, our audience gets to know you. Um, well, I run a blog called This Happy Place Blog. Um, this is the third year that I've been running it. Um, I talk a lot about Muppets, but also just about theme park trips. Um, I'm from New York, and I go to the parks basically like twice a year, um, and it's wonderful, and I really enjoy this community. Um, I'm so grateful for all the friends that I've made and for everything I've learned about theme parks. It's crazy because... You know, I used to go down to the parks since I was like a little kid and I didn't know half of, you know, what I've learned from everybody now. So it's so fun and it really just adds a whole new level of enjoyment for traveling and also just, you know, this passion. And that's that's really it. Yeah, it's, you know, the Disney community has has, the Disney company has changed, you know, since, you know, when it first started out because of all the additional companies that they have purchased, you know, from Muppets to Star Wars to Marvel to Pixar. So their universe has changed and it's, it's added so many different dimensions to, you know, your theme park experience. And it's such a nice, it's such a nice thing because it opens up, you know, the audience to, to totally different types of people, 
you know, all around the world. You know, you don't, you might just be a Muppet fan, or you know, somebody else might just be a, a Disney fan, and you know, they get to experience more franchises, and it's so nice, and you know, opens up everybody to new experiences. So that's a great thing. I totally agree. I mean, I'm not even really like a Star Wars fan, but I will go on Star Tours, and I think it's it is a great way to open yourself up to, you know, new franchises. As I mean, it's so true. Yeah. All right. So one of the reasons we were going to have you on is we were going to talk about some Disney, well, Muppet rides or attractions that never ever happened. It's really fascinating because one of my favorite ones that I'm just dying to 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 experience was I think it's um, Gonzo's Pandemonium Pizza Parlor or something like that. Um, I think that that's what it was going to be called, a restaurant which is where Mama Rose's is currently located, and that's where that restaurant was supposed to be put. And that is something I I wish there was a Muppet restaurant there right now. I mean I mean just experiencing the whole Muppets right in your face. How fun would that be? I think it would be totally great. I mean, it's sad because it's so close. I mean, obviously it was well-placed because it was supposed to be a Muppet restaurant, but I mean, it would have been so, so much fun. I feel, I, you know, I don't mind Pizza Planet, but it doesn't really have that personality. So it would be nice to have a kind of like in-your-face um, dining experience, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's, you know, there was a, a whole backstory to what they wanted to do there. And I, I believe one of the things was that I think the rats were going to actually deliver your food to your table. They were going to have some sort of like conveyor belt um, that was going to come out and deliver your food to your table. I, I believe that's what the original plan was. And I don't know about you, but I mean, rats are dirty, but I mean, that would have been pretty <laughs> freaking cool if a rat was delivering my dish. Everybody loves Rizzo the rat. Mm-hmm. It seems I, I think everybody does. Because we're tourists. We don't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> It seems like an OSHA, like laws, I think, against that or something. It has to be there because I'm not really uh, like sure if I would want a rat, even if it's real or fake, to <laughs> bring my lunch. What about Remy at the old, uh, you know, French yeah, restaurant? Remy was Epcot. awesome. Remy was awesome. So yeah. there's nothing wrong with a rat bringing me my bringing me my food. At least as long as they wash themselves once a week, I think you're okay. He's a trained chef, though, so I think that that kind of overtakes the street rat from <laughs> Rizzo's family. I think that's—I I don't think it's a bad thing having a rat deliver your meal. <laughs> if they talk, a talking rat, anyway. Well, if he talks and tells you that you know he's clean, I guess it's okay. I don't know. <laughs> so, Estelle, tell us more about the restaurant. What was the concept with the restaurant there? Um, it seems like there are supposed to also be. Um, a Swedish chef like explosions going on um, which would have been a lot of fun and they were going to play like classic Muppet clips uh, it just makes me so sad to think about this because I mean the possibility of it is amazing and I mean it could still happen I guess right <laughs> anything's sure. possible <laughs> oh man I know I think it all depends on how the you know the Muppets perform you know the movie wise and you know sales wise with merchandise you know that will tell if we'll ever get a Muppet restaurant. I think it's going to have a lot to do, too, with um, especially for that park in particular, how much they're willing to invest in it. I mean, they have a lot of projects going on right now, so I just feel like, I mean, in general, Hollywood Studios needs a lot of work. So mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't even know if they would feel like it was worth it to really um, you know, work on a Muppet space first 
you know? Yeah, I mean, probably. I mean, because one of the things that you really, I'm really shocked at, it, that there, there isn't a, a permanent Star Wars restaurant in the studios. You would have thought by now it would have been greenlit because it would have been such a huge moneymaker. I mean, granted, they're putting it in for a few weeks during Star Wars weekends, but but still, it would have been something I thought would have been there as a permanent location by now. Avatar is taking up all of the park funds, I think, away from any new projects until, you know, that it's done. I don't see them, you know, expanding other parks in a major. I mean, you know, they, they can put in, you know, small attractions here or there, but until that Avatar is up and built and running, I don't expect them to expand um, the other parks a whole lot. I totally agree with that, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> All right, so there's a couple other um, Muppet attractions that never happened. Do you want to tell us about another one? Sure. Um, well, actually, you know, Jim was a really huge theme park fan. He loved Disneyland, and he loved Walt Disney World, and he would just go on his own. Like, he even went to Epcot, like, right after it opened. He was so excited about it. Um, but two of his favorite attractions were Pirates and also the um, the ride in Mexico before it switched over to the Donald Duck one, obviously. Um, the River of Time, and he really liked dark rides. So one of his ideas was to um, kind of create a great movie ride, for, but it would be a Muppet version, sort of like a parody of how they make movies. And it sounds amazing. I remember when I first discovered this, of course, like on somebody's wonderful website, I was literally screaming in my kitchen because I'm like, this would have been so amazing. And, you know, like wherever they were with agreements between the Disney and Jim Henson company at that point, like nothing was really like set in stone yet, but he was already like had a total vision for this, for this ride. Cause that would have been, that would have been brilliant. I love the great movie ride anyway. It's, it's old and outdated now, but it's still, uh, it's still kind of a, a sentimental a favorite, I guess it's classic. It's a sentimental yes. favorite just cause there's so many great movie scenes in there. Uh, and, and then the throw the Muppets in, that's the one I missed the most, uh, more than the restaurant, I think the one that well, I shouldn't say I miss it because like, you can't miss something that never happened. But uh, no, I, I the one that I miss out on the most, I guess. Yeah, I mean that would have been an incredible attraction. I, you know, it's yeah, it's, it's, that's that's probably the one story that I know of that you know Jim Henson really wanted to happen, and then his untimely death, you know, prevented that attraction from happening because the the, the Muppets weren't sold at that point. Um, and I, I, I don't. If I'm not, if I'm mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, was that I think that was supposed to happen before the Muppets. It was supposed to be part of the deal before the Muppets were sold to Disney, and that's what Henson basically wanted. And it just, you know, it didn't happen. I guess he ne maybe he didn't tell anybody else or or whatnot. But you know, I know he did want that to happen. It's just a shame because I mean that would have been, it would have been a fun attraction for adults and kids, and it would have been an attraction that you could have brought your kids on because the great movie ride. You can't bring young kids onto that attraction. They're going to be scared by the aliens and down there. So the the Muppet one would have been great. I saw some, because um, when I was researching for this episode, um, I saw some uh, concept art, actually. Uh, it was for this ride, and there was one scene where it was like a Peter Pan like parody, and then was a Frankenstein one, too. And, I mean, the concept looked amazing. I think if they would have actually um, installed it. It just would have like set this, the whole park around, especially then because you know the Muppets were so like popular then. 
I think it really would have set, you know, the, the tone for MGM Studios then. Yeah, I think, you know, the, there would have been there would have been a really nice area of the park to have more than just Muppet Vision 3D if, uh, if the companies could have come to terms and if Jim hadn't passed away. And, and there's a lot of ifs and, and things that come into that. But, you know, I guess life has a funny way of happening and, and that's just the way it worked out. So Estelle, there, didn't there used to be uh, like walk-around characters at Hollywood Studios as well? Yeah, yep, there used to be walk-around characters. There was also a live show. Um, at the same time that Muppets 3D first opened, um, yes, those kind of those um, character Muppets kind of creep me out a little bit because they're like the <laughs> oversized versions. I mean, yeah. I never got to meet anyone. My first trip to the park was in 1996, so I missed like all of that stuff. But yeah, they kind of they kind of scare me. Oh, actually, that's not true. I did see them because they used to be in the parade still. Um, one of the Hollywood Studios parades, they still had the Muppets in it in a car. So. Yeah, it was the, what was it, the motor car, the Stars and Motor Car Parade, what was that parade called? That sounds very familiar, that sounds like it, that's what it is. I can't um, remember, I'll have to look it up. I saw um, a video um, of that at Stage Show, this was on uh, on YouTube, and yeah, those oversized character suits and just the whole like scene of that show was kind of creepy. <laughs> I'm not sure if, you know, that was a good uh, a choice of of a way to help like showcase um, the characters. I mean, um, because like, just to see an, a giant frog like standing <laughs> like on two legs and with this like enormous head, it just it just it wasn't right. I've never seen these pictures. I'm gonna have to look them up. I mean, I knew I knew they used to exist, but I don't remember seeing them. I, I remember I remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were in the park when I was a kid, but I don't remember the Muppets in the parks. It said. The stage show was in, uh, in 19, this was 90, and then uh, there was another one uh, that they did from, it was 91 to 94, which yeah, I can't was... see how the, the second one, you know, was any better than the first, but. Muppets on Location, Days of Swine and Roses, apparently was the, sec- the name of the second one. Do you know anything about that one, Estelle? No, I really don't. I've never actually watched these on YouTube. I always say I'm going to, but I never do. It's interesting. Just don't watch them like at night um, before <laughs> bedtime because it is it's creepy. I mean, it, I, it's funny that you like we're kind of scared of the oversized Muppets when you know Mickey is obviously an oversized version of who he is, and we're okay with it. So maybe if they had just been around for a while, we would have just been used to it and not really thinking about it. You know? Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I guess it's all in the um, perception. I mean, watching them on TV that you kind of have, you know, a mental uh, image of, uh, like, sizing and where they they should be and then at a park and see them, you know, um, in real life, quote-unquote, it can be uh, disturbing at times. It's all about suspension of belief, I suppose, or suspension of disbelief, whichever one that is, but, yeah. All right. Do you have any other uh, any other attractions that? Uh, there was one other one. On um, he also Jim really wanted to have sort of like a working TV studio. I guess this would have um, like connected with Hollywood Studios being a working studio where people were actually filming. But he wanted um, the Muppet performers to be actually um, filming there, and people would be able to watch watch them and see how um, the Muppets worked which I thought was really interesting. I mean, I would love to see that because it is really crazy, like the positions they have to get in to like make all of it work. But 
So that was another one of the ideas, but I think that's really ever, like everything that's been, you know, said. They didn't really have a, a whole lot of time where they were, you know, working on park ideas. It was a really small amount of time, like a year. That would have been fun. I've, I've, I've always been fascinated when you see a behind the scene picture of, of the Muppets and you're right, the Muppeteers are, they, they, they could be uh, second jobs as like contortionists in a circus. They just have to... <laughs> like ball up in these little balls and their arms are going every which way and and it's really i'm always amazed when i see a, a behind the scenes of of how they do the the different muppets especially especially the ones that have real human hands like uh, the swedish chef or um i'm trying to think who else has like actual human hands i think that's Beaker. it right no it doesn't um doesn't Beaker have them no i think his hands are are Muppety. Well, they're Muppety, but but they're they're like human size, is what I mean. Like oh, I see. Well, like I someone think... has their hand up in a glove, kind of. Oh, thing. I see what you mean. Okay, I think Rolf actually has that too. Yeah, the one Rolf. who's playing the piano. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, I think that probably should uh, wrap us up there on on the attractions that unfortunately never came to be. And uh, so now, what we were thinking of doing uh, for the second half of the show is. Uh, kind of a, an armchair imagineering to, to steal a term there uh, and and what would we do to bring the Muppets into not just Hollywood Studios but any park so why don't you tell us your first uh, idea oh god okay the pressure um, Put you well, on the spot. one of my um, well ideas that I've been kind of working through in my head for a while now is really having um, the Muppets and Epcot but taking over the Wonders of Life Pavilion so this is kind of a really big idea um, because I, there's the um, Bunsen Honeydew and um, Beaker shorts from The Muppet Show where um, Honeydew would always like show off these really horrible inventions and then Beaker would either die or blow up or something. Um, so it was like the future today. Um, so I, that always reminds me of Epcot when I hear it. And I think it would just be something, I mean... I think everybody knows how much Future World needs a little work, and I think it would really, really, really um, be really lively and kind of um, keep it, keep people really busy. Because I think with like the Muppets, you can create so many like different crazy things that you can do in a pavilion, and I want them just to have like a lot of space. But I think it would be really fun if like Honeydew and Beaker were kind of like the hosts of the pavilion. That's a great idea, because the funny thing is is that I had a sort of uh, a similar idea using the Imagination Pavilion and turning the Imagination Pavilion into sort of the same thing with uh, with um, Beaker and um, Honeydew and, and actually the Swedish Chef as well. And I thought it would be funny to actually have, you know, <clears throat> you know, using the Imagination Pavilion, having the Swedish Chef interrupting them and talking about all the foods that he cooks and throwing them at you and, and you know, Beaker getting really angry at that because Beaker's thinking that this is his show and the Swedish chef shouldn't be there. Um, I would have loved to see, you know, and that transformed into where you, you have a new Muppet 3D show um, taken away, you know, I, I'll talk about the studios next, but having a new Muppet 3D show right in there. Um, you know, with the whole, basically, imagination <clears throat> part of it. So, bringing some of the old Muppets in, bringing some of the newer Muppets in, and trying to bring the, you know, the two sort of universes 
together. Like I would like to see like the Muppets in space brought into it, and just evolving and 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 becoming a, a much larger show. So you've seen the the Muppets going from uh, New York and to space, becoming pirates and all that. I just think it would be a fun, neat little show to try to have everything that the Muppets have done, every adventure that they have done would be thrown into the Imagination Pavilion as a, a 3D show and just trying to blow your socks off with, with uh, you know, tons of 3D gags and, you know, the whole studio rocking and moving and pretending that's a spaceship. So you can take elements from Captain EO and things along those lines. And I just think that would be kind of fun to see the Muppets in that in that area. Would you want to get rid of the um, the 3D show that's there already? So the Imagination Ride and the 3D show. Yeah, I would take. Thing? I would. Yeah, I would just turn that into a whole Muppets okay. pavilion. Yeah, I would just whatever's there now is take it o- take it over, and I would want the whole upstairs of the uh, the Imagination Pavilion taken over and turned into a Muppet restaurant. And I would love to see. I would actually take. I would like to take the Muppets out of the studios, um, and just have them focus in this entire area there, and give them a restaurant upstairs. You know, taken back to the old, you know, 1980s of Epcot, and just having fun with it there, having the fun with the Muppets there. Anything that replaces EO is okay in my book. Yeah, that, that's true. We can make it happen. And not an EO lover, so. But I, I like your idea still. I mean, the Wonders of Life Pavilion is it's huge, and there's so much space there that you could do a lot, really. And and I hate that it only seems to get used like twice a year now during Flower and Garden, Food and Wine. I totally agree. I had one. Um, it was more um, like a thrill ride. I thought about doing like electric, like mayhem, like roller coaster ride, um, almost like a Star Tours. Where it's all, you know, um, like it's 3D and the hydraulic van and, and you're like racing through, like trying to get to a gig. I think that, you know, that would be a fun attraction. Uh, didn't really uh, take up a ton of space, but that you could still add in some extra um, like Muppets into a park. I love that idea. I love it. Well, since we're talking Epcot, my this isn't the one I was going to lead off with, but since we're in Epcot, I'll start with this one. Uh, what I was thinking is to use the United Kingdom Pavilion and put a, a, a basically use Muppets Treasure Island, which is one of my favorite Muppet films, um, and use a in, in the vein of Pirates of the Caribbean. So a boat ride where you're going through various scenes from Muppet Treasure Island, and uh, you know you have the the different pirates, different characters, Long John Silver and uh, Jim Hawkins and all that with with the various Muppet characters in there. Just you know, a, a dark ride, a boat ride, similar, like I said, to Pirates of the Caribbean, but with Muppet Treasure Island. And Treasure Island took place in England. That's why I chose United Kingdom, obviously. But I think there's space there, and and that'd be a way to to bring the Muppets to a different park. And you know, we know that recently the Muppets have been introduced to World Showcase, maybe on a temporary basis, maybe on a permanent basis, who knows, but this would be another way to, to bring them into Epcot as well. Well, they were once in Epcot. They were, you know, you had the Muppet Mobile Lab that was there in, I don't know, was it the late 90s, early 2000s? I don't remember that. Oh, that was a cool, yeah, if you ever get, if you get a chance, check out, uh, YouTube it, um, and it was, uh, I guess I think it was Beaker and, and Honeydew riding around in this little spaceship, and it was a two-wheeled vehicle. 
I guess I don't know if they're supposed to pretend they're flying. I, you know, I haven't seen it in years, but it was just a little like a five, six minute long comedy show that they used to do, and it was so good. It was so much fun. Huh. You have to check it out. Muppet Mobile Apps. Must have been Darren. There was a there was a stretch where I was where we didn't go. We went a lot when I was really little, and then I started going back again in high school. There was a stretch of, in the middle there where I didn't get to go that often. So, must have been during that time frame. I would actually take uh, Alan's idea, of this, which is cool, and take and uh, let's replace that Jack Sparrow um, experience with that. I didn't really enjoy that Jack Sparrow experience a whole lot. I think that it was just like pried in there, and I don't think it works very well. Well, that that show's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. I haven't even seen it. We, like, tried to, but there were times for it, and we're like, nope, we're not going to make this work. <laughs> and then we just left. I'll tell you, the only reason I saw it, we ran the Tower of Terror 10-miler, and then you could stay in the park afterwards. So we were in the park. It was, like, five-minute wait. And I said, eh, it's new. Let's give it a shot, and I'll never do it again. It was like yeah. Dora the Explorer meets Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. <laughs> That's what it was. You stand in there and and, and they're like, oh, you have to scare off the skeletons or something. Everybody stomp your feet really loud. I don't remember. I I don't remember. I'm probably mixing a few storylines here, but at one point you have to stomp your feet really loud and and then everyone has to go, arr, all the time. And it's it's Dora the Explorer. No, I don't like anything like that. That No, it's it's, embarrassed. It does. It's. It's not a good attraction at all. It's terrible. It's terrible. I, I will give it one credit, and that's that the the projection technology is really good, and especially the projection technology of Captain Jack Sparrow when he finally comes out. Like, I mean, he it looks like a dude standing up there. Really, you know, looks like Jack is up there. So I'll give you, cre- I'll give him credit for that. But I'm not trying to stomp my feet real loud, and 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 you know, it's not. I'm good. I'll pass on that. It's a terrible, terrible show. Let's all count to three and scare away the skeletons. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> all right, Sean, what about you, man? Yeah, like I spoke about the, the Epcot one, but uh, I had another idea where I would like to see the the Muppets become a a sort of like seasonal, have a seasonal show where during... Halloween, they would have like the Muppets Scaretacular. If you bring where, up booze, I'm hanging up. I swear to God. Where I wasn't going to until you, you brought it did. up. Thank you, Tiki Ooze. Um, uh, <laughs> see you later, Alan. Love- <laughs> <laughs> I like to see like a, a Muppet Scaretacular show. Like basically, I was thinking was that like if you're gonna if you're gonna stay at the studios, I would like to see where the current theater was that be become a, a seasonal a seasonal show where Halloween is the Muppet Scaretacular Christmas there's a, a a Christmas holiday based show with them performing um, Christmas stunts or, or whatnot. but the, the Halloween show is going to be the big one and I thought maybe like maybe turn the Muppets into like the night before Christmas for Christmas time and you know like slowly change that for Christmas time so it doesn't necessarily have to be just Christmas but maybe a, a Muppet you know a, a version of the two um, and then you know the other part of the year the summertime would be your you know your your 4th of July type thing where it's you know it's a version of what they have now but like 
you know, take it up a take Absolute it up a level. All where, nations, but mostly America. Exactly, <laughs> and actually take the and actually take the wall out. You know, like before they just projected that the wall was gone. I think they really need to take the wall out this time. You know, it just it's just going to add something else to the show. Because um, I think that Muppets deserve that. I think they deserve a lot more attention. I think like a, a seasonal show that changes three, four times a year would be just that. Would keep the Muppets a little bit more fresh and. You know, a lot of times when people won't go to see the Muppets because they saw it once, you know, 20 years ago, and they don't feel like they need to see them again because it's something they've seen before. Um, so I think bringing this in where the show's going to change every, you know, three to four months, it'll be a great thing. One thing that really scares me about changing the show in Hollywood Studios is that we'll never, ever, ever see it again. And that's why I always feel very apprehensive about saying I want that show to go away. I mean, there are many reasons for that, I guess. Number one is, like, it's one of the last projects Jim Henson ever worked on. And number two, like, there are so many other Muppet specials they did that we just don't get to see. They did The Muppets in Walt Disney World, which is something you need to watch on YouTube if you haven't. It's amazing. I mean, the Muppets are literally all over the parks, and it's great. Um, but that's something that's totally lost. Um, and so I worry, you know, I... I, you know, I do agree that the area in Hollywood Studios it needs to do something, especially because they have these new movies out and there's barely anything there that even reflects that those movies came out. And, you know, one of the things that I really wanted when the Muppets came out in 2011 is something Walter, because I think Walter is like every fan. And right. I think like he would just be I don't I don't want him like, I don't know what I would want. Like, I don't want him walking around really but I mean something with Walter would be great because he's just like such a human character and I think they could do a lot with him and it's really a shame that there's nothing there because just because of the character Walter is he would be so excited you know so excited and I think that would just make the area feel so fresh so I guess like in, when I was like thinking about you know what I would want the Muppets to do I would really want another 3D show but I would kind of need like someone to promise me with blood that we would still see <laughs> Um, the old one, like at some point, because I just feel like it's too good to just disappear. Does that make well, sense? Yeah, but like I said, it's it, like, what I like to see is like, it's, it's seasonal, and you know you can still keep the original show in there. You know you could maybe run it for a few weeks a year or something to that effect. You know, it just it's gonna you know you're gonna there's a new generation of people coming to the parks every year, so or every few years, so they're not gonna see that. They won't see that show necessarily, but maybe if it becomes seasonal and they show it for two weeks, a month out of the year, then they'll get to see it, and then they'll come back a few years later and they'll see another show, another Muppet show. You know, so you're having a different show for every time of the year will keep the Muppets a lot fresher than they are now, and that's what they need. They need to be they need to be caught up with with today, and, and the kids need to be what's you know what's the word. Uh, um, you know, they just need to. Just it, need, it needs to. They need to resonate more with um, um, social media, and this is one of those things that they can do with that. I mean, they've been doing so. I mean, I like the social media idea, and it would actually be really interesting if they could kind of incorporate that in the park more with the Muppets, because the, that's kind of how the Muppets really promoted their new movie. I mean, they went on Instagram, they went on Tumblr. I mean, they did a lot of things on YouTube, and it was really great. And they, you know, filmed little, like, you know, two-minute videos with, like, real people, and they're hysterical, and that would be something great to be, like, incorporated in, um, you know, the current Hollywood Studios land or whatever. Yeah, because the, the Muppets on YouTube are unbelievable. They, yeah. you know, 
was it? It's Beaker doing um, the Bohemian Rhapsody. Was that him? Was that uh, him? They, they all did Bohemian Rhapsody. Well, they all did. Piggy okay. and Animal and I mean that was Beaker great. did Ode to Joy. Ode to Joy. Okay, but those were great. I mean that's what that's what you need to see more of, and you you need to I don't somehow you need to get that into the park. You know, it's those little bits like the opening show for the Muppets. It's the, take those little bit, get rid of the whole opening show for the the 3D show, and put these little bits in there. I mean that would be a better introduction to the Muppets than what they have now. Yeah, the intro show could change, I guess, without me being upset. I, I kind of agree with Estelle. I would hate to see Muppet Vision go away because it's the same, basically the same reason she said. But I, I, I probably would accept them changing up the the pre-show a little bit uh, and bring in some some newer stuff and, and some new uh, jokes and ideas. And Estelle, you brought up uh, Walter. I, I don't know how this would work, but this would, if they could figure out a way to do it, I think it would be a merchandise um, just gold mine is a way to, you know, especially I think kids would enjoy it and would want it, but a way for them to, to like take your picture and turn you into a Muppet. Oh, I love that idea. And you know, whether or not you actually buy like a puppet, I mean, that would be, I don't think you could do it that way. Cause that would take a lot of time to, to make a Muppet, but some way that, you know, everyone could get their picture taken and have them converted into a Muppet, or maybe it's, maybe it's drawing, maybe it's uh you know, an artist, right? You know, I don't know, but a way to, to turn you into a Muppet. And then, because that was a big, you know, part of, of that movie, obviously, is, you know, is he a Muppet or is he a man? And, and, and everybody, and, and they, they made them uh, the Muppet for um, Jason Segel. Jason Segel, thank you. And then they used Sheldon to be Walter's human form, which is That's fantastic. an amazing idea. I love it so much. Do you know, like in New York, um, they have a Muppets whatnot shop? So people could go in and they can make a Muppet um, with whatever they have there. It's also online. It's part of FAO Schwartz. But, really? um, yeah, it's, it's cute. I mean, they, I don't know how, how necessarily they'll, like, closely they'll resemble you because I always try to play around with it. But it's really fun. But um, I love your idea so much. There's an, also, like, an Etsy artist who um, is, like, kind of in the Muppet community who draws um, people as Muppets for like his shop or something. So I love that a lot. That's a really, really good idea. I think it would be a gold mine. I would buy a Muppet version of me. Why not? <laughs> It'd be fun. I wouldn't buy one of you. <laughs> yeah, you would. Don't lie. And then, uh, Sean, you were talking about um, like a seasonal show, and I thought it would be, you know, when they do Food and Wine Festival, they always have the celebrity chefs come in and do like cooking shows, cooking um, demonstrations. You can't tell me that you wouldn't line up to see the Swedish chef do a cooking demonstration. Oh hell yeah! At the Food and Wine <laughs> Festival, I oh, would yeah. totally line up for that. So they should have the Swedish chef do cooking demo show. Um, you know, once every once or twice a day, maybe three times a day, and 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 he, you know, uh, hilarity ensues because he never seems to get anything cooked quite properly. But I, I think wouldn't it would eat be fantastic. Food. No, I wouldn't eat it either, but it would be it'd be a show. It'd be fun to watch. Right. I love that. I even if they... Sorry, sorry. I'm just thinking that even if they did promos with um, the Swedish chef for, like, 
the flower and garden or whatever, the wine and dine, whatever. Um, that would be really cute. So I think that's a really great idea. I yeah, like it promo too. With, with like Chef Robert Irvine and all those chefs that do come. Yeah, that'd be fun for them to just do previews uh, or promos. I'm sorry, like you said, that'd be a great that'd be a great way to incorporate them too. Agree that they need to update and bring in some of the newer stuff to the parks. But if you do that, then almost do uh, like a Henson, like a one man's dream, almost. And to show the whole, you know, the history, because as a fan, as a kid until now, just to have that as part of the whole, like the history of this, you know, this wonderful like franchise, I think that the kids would be, you know, interested in seeing where it all started at. No, I agree. I think a one man's dream version would be great. It, it would pay him with some respect that is, is greatly due, I think. So I like that idea a lot. Sorry, I, I actually Thanks. would just be happy if they sold the Jim Henson biography in the shop at, at the Muff, um, in the Muffet area. I think that would be a number like first step. To be uh, like selfish for just a minute, but you don't see any like Swedish chef like merchandise anywhere really, which I don't understand. I mean, even um, at their uh, their store, it's right there. Um, there is is nothing that is. Uh, Swedish chef. He has always been my favorite. I don't understand like why he's not more out front and uh, like merchandise as much as he is. I don't know why either. He's a good character. He's funny. I know. Everybody loves him, but I, it seems like they're I mean, we know this, that they're very limited with what they're releasing merchandise wise, and even with the movie coming out, there wasn't a lot. Um, so I have no idea how any of that is working. I feel like they are they never have I don't know, enough, obviously, but uh, I mean that's just like another thing to add to the list, you know? Yeah. It's it just true. seems it just seems like Disney really doesn't know what to do with the Muppets. I think to, that's totally true, yeah. You know, that's really what it comes down to. I mean I think like especially with the movie coming out and maybe it not you know, it didn't make a ton of money, but I also feel like people need to put this into perspective because it's not a franchise that's going to make like money like Marvel or something like that. It's very different. And, you know, even just, you know, like reading this biography and also just, you know, learning about the Muppets in the past three years since I've been um, working on the blog, it's like they were always a very small, intimate company. So it kind of makes sense to me that it stayed that way. And I think that's also part of like this kind of legacy, you know, um, for Jim Henson and for who the Muppets are. It's not, you know, there's only one Muppet performer who performs Kermit. It's not like there are five who are going to stand right. up and do it. I mean, so it's just like they can't roll out the same amount of work. I mean, even just watching the promotion that they did for the movie, they did um, one thing. I don't know if you guys knew about it, but they were on QVC. Oh, I know Alan knew. They, they were on QVC basically all day. So that means these Muppet performers were literally on for eight hours I mean, Jeez. not that they were constantly on, but they were there. They and like right. and that's in between all the other promotion that they have to do when they're, you know, going to the talk shows, doing like the opening, whatever they're doing. I mean, it's a lot of work. We went, um, we went to an event where they had Walter was there, and they did a sing along with the first movie, not the first movie, the Muppets, you know, the 2011 movie, and even um, Peter Linz, who is Walter, he's 
you know, kind of like crouching down um, next to Brett McKenzie, who wrote the music, and he had to keep putting, like, moving Walter down. Like, that's a two-hour movie. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. Yeah. So I think just, I mean, people have to really adjust, I think, their expectations as far as money goes and also, like, the kind of work they're going to put out. But I think what really needs to happen is they need to have, um, they need to be put on TV again before a new movie comes out. Those yeah. are my thoughts. <laughs> no, I agree. I think the TV show is, is substantially cheaper, for one thing, and, and, and would get them out to an audience... Uh, easy, uh, a lot easier than, than a movie does and, and would not have the competition of the teenage angst movie or whatever that was that came out that it's been up against and other kids movies that it's been up against. If you put a TV show on once a week, it's going to get more, it's going to get more love and more attention. So I agree a TV show would be, would be a really helpful thing to, for the Muppets and for Disney in that matter. So I, I had one other idea. I don't know if anyone else had any ideas, but I did have one to put in over at the Magic Kingdom, and and part of me is, you know, people are going to freak out because it doesn't belong in Tomorrowland. But let's go ahead and yank Stitch's Great Escape out of there. And I'm let's okay put, with that. And yeah, let's put really. Muppets from Space there, just because <laughs> sure. I think it would be fun. Um, instead of the guard, the security guard, and and the little what was the little alien thing's name? You could have Bunsen and Beaker, and they could have a little show. And then when you get into the main show. It's, you know, Gonzo trying to bring his, you know, alien, I guess whatever they're called, they're, those aliens that he is one of, you know, down to, to see Earth and, and visit him. I mean, it's the attraction in and of itself probably wouldn't be great, but it's it's a good reason to get rid of Stitch and it would be the Muppets. <laughs> so I'm all for that. I like it. I'm, I'm, you sold me. I oh, like yeah. you. <laughs> Getting rid of Stitch probably would sell just about anybody. So. <laughs> I, I like Stitch by himself, but I do not like that attraction. I never, ever, ever go on it. No, I don't either. This, the, the attraction's not good. Stitch, the character's fine, and we've talked about it on the show, and the, the movie is, honestly, the movie's fantastic, and, and doesn't get nearly as much love as it deserves, but they just, they put Stitch in way too much overkill and, and now he's just kind of annoying especially that attraction so did anybody else have any other ideas before we uh, wrap the show up tonight no I think I'm all I'm muppet out muppet it out you can never be muppet out well of ideas okay put it that way. that's fine I have, a, I have a million muppet ideas I do too I have actually several more but in the in the interest of time I won't go over any more <laughs> I just want them to have a Muppet monorail. Oh, that would be lovely. How would that work? Just slap their pictures on the monorail. Like a monorail wrap. (laughs) Oh my god, why didn't they do that for the new movie? I am now really, really, really angry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Way to go, Sean. Nice job. Yeah, that's kind of surprising. Yeah, I mean, that would have been a great idea. Yeah, I mean, I always feel like there are, like, little things that they could do to enhance, you know, Muppets anywhere, and it just never happens. Like, one of my, um, I had this idea last year, I think, in Animal Kingdom. I think there, it would be a great opportunity to have Kermit there, especially, um, Conservation Station, um, something with, like, amphibians, and it's a great way to learn, and also just have the Muppets there. I mean, it could be fun. Better than Avatar Land, I think. It could be. Amen to that. I have one other thing that um, I thought would be a great idea for the buses in Disney World. I think they need to put television screens on the buses, 
And as you're going to that particular park, I think the Muppets need to talk to you about the attractions in the park. And it all, you know, every time it you know, all starts off all nice and calm and sane, then that all hell breaks loose depending on which park you're going to. You know, if you're going to Epcot, it's not as bad. You know, if you're going to the Magic Kingdom, it's just completely crazy where um, the Electric Mayhem, might, maybe they'll take over and, you know, they're, they're performing on, on Main Street USA on the video and or if they're going to Hollywood Studios that, you know, the Muppets take over and they're actually showing that the Muppets are on the great movie ride. So you're getting like, that old uh, concept of the the Muppet movie ride, but they're throwing it onto the bus, so you're actually seeing part of it. So you can introduce people to the Muppets while they're on their way to the park, and that'd be a, a great way, especially before the you know the movie was coming out. It would have been a great promo for them. You just know, another another way to use the Muppets. I love it, and it just made me think of the new Disney Magical Express video, which I do not like, and that would also be a good place to put them, because it would be really wacky and fun. And also, right. I love your idea. This is a really good one. Why isn't Disney hiring us? Exactly. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's make some calls, get on Twitter, and, and, and just spread the word. Yes, they, they need to. They've just gotten, like, 20 great ideas in, yeah. you know, a few, a few, a half hour. These are copyrighted, by the way. Copyright <laughs> 2014, Enchanted Tiki Talk, and this Happy Place blog. <laughs> well, I think that probably is going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, before we get to the closing, I just want to go ahead and make a quick announcement before we uh, go to uh, Stell. Um, I am really honored to have been invited to join Estelle at this Happy Place, Happy Place blog uh, to be a you know, guest contributor, uh I don't know exactly what my title would be. Maybe Estelle can, could give me a title, but I'm, I'm really excited to be working with her on her blog. I've, I've been a reader for a while and, and uh, have always enjoyed her site, so I'm really excited to, to be contributing occasionally to that. So check her site out anyway uh, every day, and uh, maybe you'll see me on there at least once or twice. And, I'm, uh, I'm very excited that Alan will be writing on this Happy Place blog, and I don't have a good title for him right now, but I'm going to come <laughs> up with a very creative one. <laughs> I don't need a title. So now we have five questions for you. It's the Tiki Lightning Round. We do this with everybody, even Stacy. Um, I'll edit that part. <laughs> <laughs> um, your favorite snack in Walt Disney World, or Disneyland, wherever. Can it be a drink? <laughs> sure. Um, okay, my favorite drink is um, the Safari Amber Ale at Animal Kingdom, so that is also my favorite snack. Mmm. Never had it. Might have to try it. You have to. It's very good. Your favorite attraction? Spaceship Earth. You're talking about Spaceship Earth. Who's your favorite narrator? Oh, God. You know, I honestly, I don't mind Judy Dench at all. I like her, but also my coworker had a huge crush on Jeremy Irons, so I really, really liked listening to that one too. <laughs> I don't really, I, it, I, I, I don't have a favorite. No one hurt me. Your favorite Disney character? Eeyore was always my favorite. He's still my favorite. Same. Favorite Disney movie? <sighs> I always have three favorite Disney movies, but I'll just go with the first one. I guess Cinderella is my favorite. And your favorite Disney park memory? Oh man. Okay. Um, well, we went on our honeymoon to Disney World, and um, one of the 
days that we were there, we went to Tomorrowland and Chip and Dale were there and they were dressed in like these space outfits and they, we were wearing those silly hats, which my mom bought us and we wore them a few times, but then they hurt our ears. So we kind of like left them in our hotel, but um, we wore them that day and they knew that obviously we had gotten married and they decided to perform a very short ceremony for us, like living <laughs> our, um, like our wedding ceremony. So it was very sweet. There are a lot of people there and it was, it was, we have great pictures. The cast members took like really great pictures of us. So that was definitely a top memory. I've never, I really, really hate being the center of attention, but it was actually really okay that day. It was really nice. That sounds great. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Now you can plug yourself. Yay. Yeah. Tell us where our listeners <laughs> okay. can find you. Um, you can find me at thishappyplaceblog.com. Um, I usually update like three times a week and on Mondays I always have Muppet Mondays so it kind of ranges from something maybe current Muppety but a lot of stuff from the Muppet Show as well um, and you can find me on Twitter at Happy Place Blog and also I have another Twitter where I talk about Disney and books and a lot of other things and that's actually that sounds weird at That's So Still um, and that's it and then you can also find that on um, the Happy Place Blog Twitter but I'm everywhere all right, well, we want to thank you for being on the show, and that's going to do it for this week. Be sure to let us know what you thought of the show. You can comment in the notes over at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. You can email us at podcast at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. And you can leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256 for my tiki That's 256-469-8454. Be sure to like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash EnchantedTikiTalk. And, of course, you can follow us uh, on Twitter at Tiki Talk Podcast. Lastly, if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's one M A N Disney Dream and MouseWorldVacations.com. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dole Whip Daily and online at DoleWhipDaily.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Norman Bates. That's N O R M N B, the number eight and the letter S. And you can find me occasionally on this happyplaceblog.com. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith and our special guest Estelle, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. Keith is going to sing us a song. Oh, it's Yay. okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what he's singing yet today, but. <laughs> Rainbow it's my Connection, Swedish of chef. <laughs> chef voice. Yeah. Go ahead, do your, your chef voice. Beautiful, you <laughs> <laughs>